Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler. I am the proprietor up here at the Secular Law Firm, and what we are uh, doing with this radio show is giving you the information that you need to know uh, to make good decisions with regard to your family, your finances, and your affairs. You know, it seems to me that people don't work their whole lives to lose assets to things like taxes and nursing home expenses and crazy government rules. And so what we do at the Secular Law Firm is we provide a whole bunch of education like this radio show. Uh, we have the YouTube channel. We provide all types of free resources on our website because what I want you to do is make good decisions with regard to your family. And I'm of the belief that if I provide you with a bunch of information on how to make those good choices, you're going to act in your family's best interest. Uh, and and so uh, we are an education-based law firm. We provide people with a ton of education up front. Now, that being said, this is education. Don't make any legal or financial decisions based on what you hear on this or any other show. Um, I'm giving you information uh, to get you pointed in the right direction, but it's kind of impossible for me to tell you exactly what to do because I don't know anything about you. And every situation is different. Your facts and uh, your family situation will differ from your neighbors and differ from your cousins. And so it is. Uh, this is not a one-size-fits-all solution. Uh, but it seems to me that people kind of have the same goals. You know, when, when we're doing estate planning, wills and trusts for people, Everybody seems to kind of have the same goals. You know, I want to maintain control of my things for as long as I can. I want to not lose the money to things like taxes or nursing home expenses. I want to make sure it gets to my kids, and I don't want to be a burden. I don't want it to be a big uh, headache for my kids when I pass away. And, you know, those are simple goals, but sometimes it takes uh, some really complex planning to get it done because the government's rule book that manages all this stuff and sort of sets sets the boundaries around all this stuff. Well, it it likes to put obstacles in our way. It likes to it likes to uh, impose taxes that we'd rather not pay it, uh, you know. And then the state's rule book requires you to go broke if you need long term care expenses. And you know, you couple that with the fact that one in three of us are going to have dementia, and it just seems to me like there there are some things that we probably want to educate ourselves about to help us protect our net worth, to help us protect our our assets, our savings uh, from um, from these these crazy rules. And you know what it, what it really comes down to, I think, in a lot of cases is what does the money mean? You know, if I, if I tell a family I could save them $100,000 from a nursing home, and, you know, what does that $100,000 really mean? Does it does it mean $100,000 or does it mean that um, that that $100,000 to present an opportunity for your kids that they may not otherwise have? Maybe they can retire a couple of years early or maybe – you know, they can pay off their, their mortgage and stuff. And so, you know, when I really sit with my clients and talk to them about what their legacy really means, and if you're able to leave a legacy to your kids, what is that going to mean for them? And usually what this stuff involves is providing a better future for our family or our favorite nonprofit, perhaps. Uh, and, you know, this is not an insignificant conversation. And when I'm sitting down with a family and talking to them about you know, their retirement goals and, and how they like to live and, and what they like to do. Um, you know, my question is, 
what is going to get in this family's way? You know, what are the things? They've saved well. They've got they've got some money. They've saved well. Uh, they have these kids. The kids are grown, and they want to provide a better future for these kids. What are the things that get in the way? And almost always, that answer comes down to long-term care expenses. Uh, yeah, death taxes, we've got that issue. But for most middle-class Americans, death taxes, isn't, you know, that's not going to be your biggest threat. Your biggest threat is what happens if I really if I get really, really sick before I pass away because nursing homes in this state, on average, are costing about $180,000 a year, and you can't afford it, right? So what happens if I get sick? Uh, If I end up having a stroke, is my wife going to be able to keep our home? You know, these are the real questions. These are the questions that require some real planning and some real tough answers. And it's kind of it's kind of the way I look at it is it's your responsibility to understand the answer to that question. If you're married, if you have a spouse, if you have a parent, the the, the question is, um, you know, if this person gets sick, where does that leave us financially? If I get sick, can I make sure my wife still has a house to live in? I didn't work for 50 years to buy this house so that if I get dementia, like one in three of us will, that my wife is going to lose our house to help pay for the care. That's that's not the deal. I don't accept that deal. If that's what the government's offering, I'm not accepting. And so we got to take some action to plan for that. But what I want to chat about, you know, the, these cases, they really come down to two different things. If we're worried about the long-term care stuff, the best way to plan for this, and it always has been the best way to plan for this, is to plan ahead. Uh, if uh, if you come to one of our upcoming estate planning workshops that we have right here in the office, you're going to learn all about the way this crazy government rule book works. And we're going to we're going to talk to you about the differences in the different estate planning tools you can use. Like what's the difference between a will and a trust? What's the difference between a revocable trust and an irrevocable trust? And, and how can I use these tools to help protect my wife and protect our money? Um, and um, and so you can find out more about our workshops at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com, or uh, give us a shout, 724-546-4227. Again, 724-546-4227. And our main office is right in Cranberry, right off the interstate. It's super easy for anybody to get to. Uh, and we're going to take a real personal approach to chatting with you and your family about what your real goals are uh, and and how we can uh, help protect your legacy and your story um, as it's going to be told later. Um, what I want to do with the rest of the show uh, this weekend is is talk to you about some do's and don'ts uh, if you have a loved one in a nursing home. And when I use the word nursing home, I mean a skilled nursing facility because skilled nursing facilities are the places where we can get the state to help us pay for our long-term care expenses. And so what happens is somebody goes into a nursing home, and this this is a terribly stressful situation. You know, if you're putting your spouse into a nursing home or if you're putting your parent into a nursing home, one, there's a whole lot of guilt about this entire situation because, you know, everybody wants to stay at home, and in and, and putting the person into the nursing home, we're admitting that we really, you know, can't provide for the person in the home anymore, which is what the person probably wanted. So this is a situation of tremendous guilt, um, and it's a situation of, like, new and interesting and and pretty stressful uh, social dynamics. Um, Now mom's living alone, or now dad's living alone, or the daughter's now in charge, and the daughter's having to make a decision as the power of attorney as to whether to sell the house. And, you know, there's all these different things that, that come up. And I can tell you that for a lot of families, this is the first time in their lives that they've actually had a legal problem, right? Um, you know, this this nursing home bill is coming, and it's going to be ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars a month, 
And if any other creditor was coming after you for ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars a month, you'd probably would go talk to a lawyer about is there anything I can do here? But you know, because of all this stress and all this guilt and all this social anxiety, people don't go see lawyers. Um, and so then they're in the situation where they're making uninformed decisions. And so I, what I want to do with this episode is just share with you a couple of different things that I, I urge you caution before doing. Uh, because you may get yourself in more trouble. And, of course, I should preface this whole thing with the, the thing you should do is you should hire a lawyer to help you with through this process because it's extremely confusing and you're going to make mistakes. It's, it's The system is not designed for a layperson to understand what the heck is going on. And before you know it, you've probably made ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 in mistakes that could have been prevented. Uh, and so you can get an appointment with us for free. If you have a loved one in a nursing home, we will meet with you for free by, uh, and you can get that appointment by calling 724-546-4227. Again, 724-546-4227, or you can check us out at secularlawfirm.com. Um, all right, so one thing you don't want to do is don't do any gifting without first consulting with somebody because when you go into a nursing home, you're not allowed to give all the money away. We're talking about Medicaid being a needs-based benefits. So you got to they essentially make you go broke. Well, if they're making you go broke, they don't want you giving all your money away on Tuesday and asking for them to pay for your care on Thursday. That doesn't make any sense, right? So they've got this 5-year look back period thing. Now, there's lots of opportunities within that 5-year look back period, but they're all complicated and, and you shouldn't you shouldn't be going down this road alone. You really should have a tour guide for this for this trail you're going on. Uh, and that's that's the importance of working with a lawyer. So one thing to understand is be very, very caref- careful in doing any gifting at all because it could pro- cause you more problems. You think you're protecting assets from the nursing home, but in reality what you're doing is, is you're creating a very costly uh, problem. A second thing is don't assume that the folks in the nursing home are giving you the right advice, okay? Now, there, you, that that statement could be interpreted two ways. One, that the nursing home is doing something that they shouldn't do, something nefarious, something wrong. And I don't think that that happens a lot. Um, I don't think that nursing homes are, are, and the people that work in the nursing homes in particular are out to get you. But I can tell you a couple of stories where the advice that was being given in the nursing home to the people regarding their finances was just flat wrong because the people in the nursing home don't, don't really understand the, the planning techniques that can be used to protect money even after somebody's in a nursing home. Um, I've had people, um, I've had nursing homes tell people to spend down a bunch of money when the person was already financially eligible. So the person would have been eligible for Medicaid to pay for the nursing home the day they walked into the nursing home, but the nursing home office made a mistake in their calculations and they told the person they needed to go spend $20,000. So then they run out and they buy a car or something that they don't really need. Um, But the reality is, had the math been done correctly, that the person was eligible for Medicaid the day they went in. So be careful assuming that because the folks in the nursing home do this day in and day out that they actually know the techniques you should know like a lawyer would be able to tell you to do. All right. Um, another thing, and it's related, is be careful with what you sign. Uh, some nursing homes have contracts uh, that can be pretty, pretty. Uh, let me say, one-sided, Okay. Um, there are certain things in nursing home admission contracts that nursing homes are allowed to put in there. There are certain things that they are absolutely not allowed to put into the contract. And there are certain things that they can put into the contract that as long as the person signing it doesn't object is legal to put in the contract. But if the person would object, 
then the nursing home has to remove it. They're not allowed to require this particular thing as a um, as a as a, a requirement to get in. But they, if you sign it voluntarily, you can. And one of them is what's called an arbitration agreement. So let's say I put my dad into a nursing home, and my nursing home ends up doing something. Uh, malpractice related and ends up resulting in my dad's death. They didn't have enough staff. They gave him the wrong medication. They gave him, you know, they did something where the person passes away. Well, in that admission contract, that nursing home could put into the contract an arbitration uh, contract that says, if I decide to sue them over something in the future, we agree to arbitrate, which me then as the representative, as, as the plaintiff for the estate that's suing the nursing home, I have given up my ability to to sue them um, and, and go through the courthouse, I have I have contractually obligated the uh, this lawsuit to be settled through arbitration, which is going to negatively impact the amount of money you're going to get for that cause. Now, the nursing home's not. This is just one example, but the nursing home's not allowed to require that as a, as a uh, as a requirement for admission. But if they put it in there and you don't object, well, now you've signed the contract, right? So don't sign contracts without having a lawyer take a look at them. Um, because sometimes they sneak in this stuff that is not in your best interest. Um, but if you think about where we are, we're in a situation where, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to get my dad into a facility. My dad needs care. My dad needs care. There's only one bed open in the city. I'm going to sign whatever they put in front of me. And now before you know it, you've signed something you didn't want to sign, right? Um, here's another don't. Don't. If if we're talking about a married case, I'm talking to the spouses. If you're, If your spouse, if your husband or wife is in a nursing home, and you are paying privately for that care. Um, don't spend the healthy spouse's IRA. Well, why? In most cases, it's not going to make any sense, okay? Because if we are actually in a skilled nursing facility and we're doing the needs-based calculations to figure out if dad is eligible for Medicaid and mom is currently spending her IRA, well, the problem is the in Pennsylvania, and other states do this differently, but in Pennsylvania, the healthy spouse's IRA is not an available resource for the sick spouse's care. So if dad is in the nursing home and mom is paying the $12,000 IRA, uh, the $12,000 monthly bill from her IRA because that's the money she has access to, she's actually taking money that was safe. It was not going to be lost to this nursing home bill. And she's taking the money and giving it to the nursing home. Uh, and that would almost always be a mistake. So be really careful. Like in this, you know, this just kind of goes a level deeper on the, the analysis of what to do with a nursing home admission because most people are of the assumption you got to go broke. So let's just start spending money, spending money. But Medicaid law treats different assets differently. It treats income differently than it treats a savings account. It treats dad's income differently than it treats mom's income. It treats dad's IRA differently than it treats mom's IRA. And this is why y you... This is why I said a few minutes ago that when someone goes into the nursing home, this is a legal problem because, unfortunately, we've got this government rule book that is so darn complicated that you can't make a care decision for your loved one without considering the legal ramifications and the financial ramifications of that decision. I wish it was the case that we could just get our seniors care. If they need care, we get them care, and we don't have to worry about going broke in a process. But that's just not the way of the world. That's not the way that it works here. And if you want to learn more about this, we have a lot of information on our website. You can come to one of our upcoming workshops uh, where we'll talk live and answer your questions and explain this stuff in more detail. Uh, we'll talk to you about wills and trust powers of attorney and what makes sense for you. So you can register for those at secularlawfirm.com, 
S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com, secklerlawfirm.com. And on that workshops page where you can register for the workshops, down at the bottom, if you happen to have someone in a nursing home now and you're paying big bucks for that nursing home, or if you know someone whose family member is in the nursing home and you suspect they're paying big bucks for that nursing home, have them watch the pre-recorded Medicaid workshop that is available for free on my website. There's a Medicaid crisis workshop for uh, for free on my website. It's a, it's me talking for about an hour about how this stuff really works and how you can protect money. You can watch it for free. Um, it's available at secklerlawfirm.com on the workshops page. Now, there's another resource I want you to know about on our website, and that is the Medicaid planning guide. So on the website, if you go to the elder law page at secklerlawfirm.com on the right side, you'll find a web form where you can enter for uh, enter your information, and we will email you a free Medicaid planning guide full of tips, full of how the rules work, um, so that you can check what you're hearing with the nursing home against uh, what you're reading online, against what your neighbor's telling you across the fence, and try to decipher for yourself whether anybody knows what the heck they're talking about. Um, and so there's just a couple of free resources, or or just don't waste time if you call uh, this phone number, we're going to give you a free consultation, 724-546-4227. Again, 724-546-4227. And you'll have a free consultation with somebody on my team to figure out if we can help you. If we can help you, and usually that means getting public benefits to help pay for care, protecting the house for mom, protecting the savings. If we can help you, we're going to tell you we can help you. And after some analysis, we can tell you how much we can help you. Hey, look, we could pay, we could save you 60%. We could save you 70%. We could save you 80%. You know, every case is a little bit different. It really depends on how you own your assets. But it's almost always the case that we can help you protect some money even after your loved one is in a nursing home. So quit delaying and just give us a call, 724-546-4227. Now, back to the thing. So I told you so far, don't do any gifting. Don't assume that the nursing home really knows what uh, what it is they're talking about. Don't sign abusive contracts without having a lawyer take a look at it. And don't spend the healthy spouse's retirement account. Um, now, another thing I don't want you to do is be real careful about maximizing funeral arrangements. Okay, so here's the way this sets up. I go to the nursing home. My dad's in the nursing home. We're over-resourced by some money. Let's say we're over-resourced by twenty or $30,000, okay? And if we just spend twenty or $30,000, now Medicaid's going to start paying dad's nursing home bill, okay? So what the, fun- what the nursing home will almost always tell you to do is go and buy a funeral arrangement. So there's a figure in each county on how much you're allowed to spend, and you're allowed to own a prepaid funeral and still be eligible for Medicaid, right? So they'll say, well, just go spend $20,000 on a funeral. And then you go and you buy some funeral that is dollar for dollar more expensive than King Tut's funeral, and, and you know, now we've spent $20,000 and, and the money's gone. Uh, and this could be a problem for two reasons. Now, we tell people all the time to go buy a funeral arrangement, but we hardly ever tell people to go max out the funeral arrangement for two reasons. One, often at that point of admission to the nursing home, the math is not clear yet. Okay, Dad's in the nursing home. The nursing home once paid their ten dollars or $12,000. We have to pay them, and we should pay them, but we 
the kid power of attorney is still sorting out how much money dad has, right? So we're still finding statements. We're still finding life insurance statements. We're still finding credit card bills. We're still finding all of this information that's relevant to the Medicaid application. And prior to going out and spending the entire $20,000 on the funeral, maybe we need to analyze the entire situation and figure out how much we really need to spend on the funeral, and then we don't overpay for the thing. The second thing is that... I like to leave some wiggle room. So when we're working with a family, and let's say I'm in a given county and we're allowed to have $20,000 of funeral arrangements. Great. Okay. I will often tell my family, my clients, don't spend the full 20. Go, go buy 15 because, one, 15 meets your dad's goals for what he wanted his funeral to look like. And, two, oftentimes we find additional assets later. The family thinks we're playing with all the cards on the table, right? And we're starting. We buy the funeral thing and we go – and then we do whatever other spend down plan, and then we file for Medicaid, and then Medicaid catches or the family finds some additional asset. Oh, I found, I found this extra life insurance contract with a couple thousand dollars of cash value. Didn't know Dad had it. Innocent mistake, but that innocent mistake just put us over the asset limitation because now we've got more money than we thought we had. Well, one thing that is awful handy to be able to do is to put a little bit more money into a funeral arrangement. And we can do that later, and, and it can help us clear up those problems. So that's just sort of a pro tip, the kind of thing that you would get if you worked with a lawyer on this thing that says, yeah, I understand how the game is played, and here's, a, here's, where we wanna, here's how we want to play the game to make sure that you're set up for success. So it's tips like this that you can find uh, with working with a, uh, a, um, a lawyer. Another thing you don't want to do indefinitely is don't pay for um, private skilled nursing care forever. Just don't do it. Um, and, you know, a lot of the time, this is such a stressful situation. We get dad in the nursing home, we get in, and finally things are settled, and the, the world is getting back together, and mom is doing okay now, but we're paying this nursing home twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. And we're used to this new arrangement, and the stress level's down. We're watching the money go away, but mom's getting used to the world, and, and so we think this is the new normal. Don't settle in. If you are in a family that is paying a nursing home ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars, don't assume you got to do that forever. Just because you did it early after the admission doesn't mean you have to do it forever. There are opportunities, particularly with married cases, where we can protect a heck of a lot of money for the healthy spouse that's living out in the community. So don't assume that just because you didn't get Medicaid at the date of admission that you can't get Medicaid now or that you can't get Medicaid in the future because Medicaid. There are all these rules that allow us to do certain things, but you just need to have somebody that really understands this stuff to take a look at it. Um, and the last thing I don't want you to do is freeze. Right? Um, oftentimes the kid is the one making the decision in this situation. And the kid, it's the first time they've ever been called upon to act as like the financial power of attorney. And they're figuring out dad's stuff. And they don't, you know, obviously the kid and dad never really talked about it. What would you want? Um, we didn't see the stroke coming, but now I'm in charge of the finances. I don't even know what dad had, but I'm trying to figure it out. And I'm the one who had to put dad in the nursing home. And this has all been extremely stressful and extremely confusing. And I'm in this game. I don't even know the rules. And so I'm just going to do nothing. I'm just, I'm just going to freeze and I'm just going to pay the bill because they send it in the mail. Um, and that is not the thing to do. The thing to do is consult with a certified elder law attorney who can help you analyze the situation and say, okay, you are the power of attorney, which means you are the one responsible, and part of what you're responsible for doing is being a, a, a good steward of dad's money, and it's our belief that being a good steward of dad's money does not equate to giving it all 
to a skilled nursing facility because the Medicaid rules require him to go broke. There's these other Medicaid rules that allow you to protect money. And if we had the ability to ask your dad, would he rather the money get to your kids or would he rather the money go all out the door to medical expenses, most dads are going to say, no, I'd rather get to my kids, right? And if that's what dad would want, then it seems to me your job as power of attorney um, should be to, to effectuate those wishes. Um, and so don't freeze. And so what you need to do is you need to call us. Um, and all of this has come down to the fact that a nursing home admission is a legal problem. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. If, if you are in this situation, these rules, the contracts you're asked to sign, the, the Medicaid rules and the Medicare rules and who's going to pay for what and when and how that all works out, there are huge decisions to be made and there are huge mistakes to be made. And I've given you six or seven of them today, but there's dozens of them. And if you are not working with a coach on your side, if you are not working with an elder law attorney on your side, I can assure you, you're going to make a mistake because it is just simply that complicated. And so that's why we offer free consultations, because if, if you reach out to the Seckler Law Firm at S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com, if you reach out to us, we're going to offer you a free consultation because I know in most situations we're going to be able to help you. So the way that process works is we give you the free consult, we figure out if we can help you, we explain to you what that looks like, and we quote you a flat fee for doing it. So you don't owe us a penny until we agree that you owe us a penny and you have an understanding of what we're going to do. Uh, and that, to me, just seems to be the way to do it. So you can find out more at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. At the website, you can you can get the free um downloadable Medicaid guide. You can watch a free Medicaid workshop, or you can get your free consultation by giving us a call at 724-546-4227. I hope you found this uh, this week's uh, episode uh, beneficial. Remember, don't make any legal or financial decisions based on what you hear on this or any other radio show. This is for your education. I hope you learned something. Give us a call. Reach out to us. Uh, you'll find more at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. Secklerlawfirm.com or call 724-841-1393.